I hear a lot of people in the swag talking about the time difference between the Miak's last game to the Celebration Bowl, then the Swag's last game to the Celebration Bowl. And I'm not sure how big of a deal it really should be. So I said, let's get Coach G back on the show and ask him. Oh, yeah, it's locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On HBCU Podcast, your number one daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I, of course, am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor and current USA Today, a uh, contributing writer at USA Today's Saints Wire. I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day. And remember, just because the mic cuts off does not mean that the journey is over. It just means it's time to follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Starts with an S and ends with an S. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. And right now, new customers can make $150 back in bonus bets by winning any $5 money line bet. That's $150 back if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Coach G, we ain't had him on the show in forever. I had to bring him back with a bang. So I brought him back with a topic that I think is a tad bit controversial, and that's the time difference between the conference's last games and then the Celebration Bowl. A lot of MEAC people probably like, it don't matter. A lot of swag people like, man, that's, that's, that's BS. We play we play later than them. That's not fair. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to go get a CIAA guy and see what he thinks about it. So, Coach G, without further doubt, let's get it rolling. Coach G, this is a question that I've always wanted to ask, and I think you're the pers perfect person to ask this question to. When people complain about the difference in time between the MEAC's last game before the Celebration Bowl, in the SWAC's last game before the Celebration Bowl. How big of a deal is this in actuality as somebody who, I would say you're probably impartial on this on this matter? <laughs> Personally, I think it's just people just trying to find a way to make an excuse. It, for me, I, I just really think of it like a team that has a bye week in the playoffs. So, I mean, do you hear them complain? You hear the wild card team complaining about playing the guy that took a that had a week off before? No. Some of it look at it as like, you know, hey, I have more momentum because I haven't had that rest time. Some people don't like the rest time. I personally didn't like the rest time. I hated halftime when I played. Halftime <laughs> sucked. My legs get locked up, body get cold. You know, your body don't feel the same as it did the first two drives. So I'm I listen, I'm all for momentum and just going right through that's just me um i don't think people should look too deep into it end of the day they still have a week to prepare okay like it's not like it's not like your 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 normal pre preparation time is cut in half like you have a week to prepare 
So just prepare. That's all. I mean, I know the the traveling to the championship game and all that may come into play. I get it. But it's the few days aren't really hurting you. But guess what? Your conference isn't going to change it. So <laughs> here we are. You know, so <laughs> cry somewhere else. Hey, look, man. Hey, look, 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 look. <laughs> I am a swag guy. But for me, I do view it very similar to a bye week. And for me, you also have a rest week involved so you have the swag championship game and then a rest week and then you have that week of preparation right so to me that kind of cancels out yes they have that extra that extra time right because let's see so howard's last game was december or excuse me november 18th Mm -hmm. the celebration bowl is december 16th that is a month off Meanwhile, the swipe played December 2nd, and they won't play until December 16th. That's two weeks off. So, obviously, that's a difference of two weeks. But I know that you you played at Union, so you didn't have a Celebration Bowl type of, mm-hmm. type of situation for yourself. But Coach Oliver mentioned, hey, we let these kids enjoy their Thanksgiving. So, if you had to assume, at what point do you even start preparing for the Celebration Bowl if you're on the MEAC side of things, because it seems like you're probably not doing it the first week, you're probably mm-hmm. off enjoying the holidays. Mm-hmm. So I say, um, I guess for me, it will be when do we, when I wasn't, when, when we were going for the championship in high school, when I coached, we did not practice. No, we, <laughs> we actually practiced Thursday morning, uh, Thursday morning, got it out the way. And then, you know, we had our little walkthrough. We had a walkthrough on Friday and Saturday. I know that's a little different for high school, but I know for college, I was assume that, well, just due to what I know, like at this point in the year, your body's messed up, man. So any type of time just to get like a, a recoup day, that's probably what Howard did. They had a couple of recoup days, you know, some active rest, they would call it. Um, they probably didn't really practice. They probably were just trying to get their bodies right. So they probably just hit the weight room, jog, you know, something light. Did film and then now you know game week they probably started prepping for FAMU probably like legitimate practice and they probably started like this past weekend. So okay, so let me stop you there. Let me let me ask you this Mm -hmm. because I think for the last three years in particular, we've had a very 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 good idea of who was coming out of the swag. Mm -hmm. I think I I I I don't think that I thought Prairie View was going to beat Jackson State. I didn't think the Southern was going to beat Jackson State. And I didn't think that Prairie View was going to beat FAMU. Does that change the preparation when you have a good idea of who's going to win as opposed to a true toss-up conference championship game in the SWAC? Oh, it's definitely easier when you know what you got going on. So you you think they really start practicing or start planning for FAMU maybe going into the SWAC championship game as opposed to waiting until the outcome? Or that's a stretch on my part? You're, once you find out who's going to be in the championship game, you scout mm-hmm. both of these teams. That's what it is. Okay. You prepare for both. And hey, you, you don't have a game coming up. So, you mean, right. <laughs> we're paid to coach. So, hey, double up. Hey, we're going to get some prayer, get a prayer view up plan. We're going to have a fam you plan. Okay. And that's just, you know, I try not to overthink. But also, I want to put this out here. Technically, I have to make sure fam had a bye week between the 18th and the, and the championship game as well. Yes. Well, it kind of, evens out as much as the people don't it kind of evens out because maybe you had a bye week as well just due to the swag having a different type of schedule yeah so, and that's every team that's not grambling in in southern for the record or grambling southern and and 
I think Alabama State was the only other team that oh, I yeah, think they had on So if it's not those three teams, you're probably going to have that extra. You're going to yeah. have a game, skip, game, skip, celebration bowl. Yeah. <laughs> People just – I love the like, – certain conversations come up every year when, like, the swag – People get a little nervous. <laughs> See, oh. I tried to give you credit. Talk about you were impartial, y'all. I, I, am, I, I am impartial, man. I, you know, I go by the, I go by what I see, and I just it's know that's true. I, for my, for what I see, well, we're not gonna get into all that. We ain't gonna get into that yet. But listen, it's I can see if I'm any, if I'm the swag, I'm not sitting like, oh, this is about to be a, because one, you're traumatized from the past <laughs> few. <laughs> You've traumatized by the past few championships. So you have that aspect. And then realistically, when you look at Howard, I mean, they, like I like I tell people, that MEAC gauntlet, you get mm-hmm. from the, your first game of the year, go through your out-of-conference schedule, a little out-of-conference. Howard has always played a tough schedule. Like, I don't know anybody really watch. They always play a tough schedule for FCS program for the most part. They took their lumps. They took their lumps now. But – they hitting the right gears when they need to. They hitting the right gears. They look. They look. They look good. Um, so I can't imagine someone in fam you just think it's gonna be a cakewalk. This, this, yeah, no, I would hope not. No, and fam, we might need to dive into to Howard a little bit deeper next week. Honestly, I I ain't gonna lie to you, G. I missed having you on the show. I if it, it feel right, it just yeah, feel yeah. right having you back on here. Split the screen and just asking these questions and chopping it up about some of the things that are a little bit on the deeper side of football. Some of the uh, if this was an album, some of the B-side cuts, right? So that's yeah. kind of what we come on here and we do. And we'll continue doing that, though I guess this could be considered a hit. We'll look at the SWAC superlatives, offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, and some of the controversy that came from those as we continue with Locked On HBCU. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, and FanDuel is the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On right now to go ahead and get started. Now, if you're new to this, only if you're new, but if you're new to FanDuel and you win a $5 money line bet, you get $150 back in bonus bets. So for being a winner, we make you a winner. It's just that simple. Now, here's the thing about FanDuel. You can go in the NBA. Right. So let's see. Tonight you'll have the Pelicans versus the Lakers in the playing tournament on the west side. I'm trying to think on who's on the east side. East side, east side, east side. I can't remember. I know the I think the Bucks are in there though. Oh, I think it's the Bucks and the Pacers. So you have the in season tournament about to come to a head. Which of these teams is gonna make it to the finals? They in Vegas right now, right? You got Brandon Ingram, you got Zion Williamson, you got LeBron James, you got Tyrese Halliburton, you got Giannis Antetokounmpo, you got Dame Lillard, you got ballers everywhere. Did I miss any stars? I don't think so. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't miss any stars. But you got players, man. Go ahead and put the over or the under. Go to fanduel.com slash locked on and test your knowledge. I appreciate you for continuing making this your first listen of the day every day. And as we continue rolling with today's episode of Locked on HBCU, we have our good friend, Coach G, a return, right? We've been waiting. We're waiting 12 weeks, but it's okay because you had a job to do, and we're proud of you. Congratulations on that as well. I meant to say that at the beginning. Congratulations on your first year at Lincoln, my guy. We're going to look at the SWAC superlatives. 
FAMU won the coach of the year, the offensive player of the year, and the defensive player of the year. Now, I'll ask you this question and take a side if you feel like somebody else was more deserving. But do you feel like all three of those gentlemen were deserving of their award? Remember, not the most deserving, but just in general, did they have a offensive Basically. player of the year, defensive player of the year, coach of the year type of season? If we're comparing them to who I think should have gotten, no, that's the next question. But just period. <laughs> just, period. just period. Take everybody else out and you look at Jeremy Musa. Did he look like an offensive player of the year? Take okay. everybody else out. Did Isaiah Major look like a defensive player of the year? I can stop involving Willie Simmons okay. in this because yeah. I almost yeah. feel disrespectful. But no, you know, yeah. he well, clearly had that. Let's let's remove well, that. That was his, like, because everybody just was waiting for fam you to fam you, and he they didn't yeah. fam you. Yeah. So, so let, let's let's remove him from it. I don't think there's any controversy. Yeah, my, yeah, my, my fault, shotgun. I, yeah. I, I don't mean no disrespect, but but Musa and Major were really the controversial figures. Yeah. So uh, let's start with their case before we compare them to anyone else. Base. Okay, I'm basing it strictly off how I've learned our conferences, and not maybe just our conferences, but I'm just going to speak on HBCU. Our conferences, when you have a, the best team, they usually try to pick the best player from each side of the ball from that team to win usually like that's usually what they want to lean on uh sometimes teams make it hard uh, players make it harder than these make it harder than others but when you just have you know fam you just running away with the swag i just knew that that's where the award so i wasn't shocked i wasn't shocked but just because i wasn't shocked i mean i mean i particularly you know agree now i have my i have biases not biases i have who i thought and player on the defensive side of the ball and the swag. So let's get into it now. Now, 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 let's get into who you, who your guy is. I ain't because at the end of the day, we don't need to tap dance around what the real issue is. The real issue is a lot of people felt like there was more deserving candidates. Now I have my my thing on the offensive side, but let's get to your defensive side first. We'll just put this out here. I love Isaiah Major's game. I'm not taking anything I'm about to say away from. Him. I've been talking, I've been very high on Isaiah Major for, for years. So I'm not even, mm-hmm. that's not even the case. But realistically, domination was Kelby Givens. Boy, he lost his mind. Whole year. Like he's so, you have to, he's so bendy. Now I'm looking just from a, you know, I try not to look at everything. I, my criteria is a little different than everybody else's, but he is what you call a game wrecker. When Southern's defense were having their lapses, he always popped on film. Mm-hmm. Very bendy, quick get off, violent hands. I mean, you could tell he has some really good coaching. I think his coaching up going uh, going to Ohio State. He coaches Ohio State now. Okay. Uh, so he's about six two, six three ish. He looks about two forty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say primarily he'll be a five tech. He's a five technique. You could slide him the odd front will backer, but you don't really want to put him in coverage too often. You want him to move forward, and he does that very well. I mean, I. I think, you know, I mean, his sack numbers weren't high, but his hurry and pressure numbers were out through the roof. He's mm-hmm. always in the back row. He's a game record. Good mm-hmm. change of direction. Um, he actually plays a run very well for someone that's a little slight in build. I like his game. Uh, heavy hands. When you see he kind of, we call it knock back. When he hits off his alignment, they go the other way. Um, right. He also has a shiftiness to be able to drop his levels and get around off his alignment as well. So I like him. I really do. I think mm-hmm. 
he was the most dominant player that I've watched um, for the defensive side. But Isaiah Major has a case too because in the, the day he is the central part of that defense. Um, the people people say that FAMU has the best defense at HBCU football, stat wise, yeah. But everybody knows <laughs> it's Morgan State, but because they played a tougher schedule, mm-hmm. they played better. They played better offenses, and they made players that we thought were like really good look okay at times that's fair and so i'm not saying that fam you <laughs> fam you hasn't played a davius richard right right no that's true and you know they made quentin work i mean they made that offensive line at howard work so and when you watch Eric Hunter play definitely in the beginning of the year when he was playing against that FBS competition, those out-of-conference games, the domination mm-hmm. out-of-conference. Now, that's what really I think – what Isaiah Major did against South Florida, I think – I was like, oh, okay. it's going to be tough for somebody to go over this guy. He lost his mind versus uh, South Florida. That was his best game. It matters. Yeah, it, it matters. matters. Now, granted, it was a long time ago, it but – People can't take that out of their head. That's what I look. I look at how you, how are you versus out of conference, and how are you, you know, versus if you go to a, a play against a top school, not top school, a higher level school. Quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, I look at that. So right, yeah, you know. So naturally, you know, yeah. Granted, that that game will probably play in a lot of folks' minds. Isaiah Major, but Isaiah Major has found a way to just be productive throughout the year. Yeah, the stats may not wow you. Because certain defenses aren't catered around one guy making a lot of tackles. All the defenses are catered Say a around. name, man. Say a name, man. We know who you're talking about. We oh, no. Listen. I mean, a defense being catered around a player making a lot of tackles. Oh, well, the, man, I can talk about it. It's two people. It's Jacob Williams from Texas. Hold on, hold on now. Hold on now. <laughs> Him, Jacob Williams, Texas Southern, and Bubba Adams, their defenses are catered. And, like, the thing about Jacob Williams – Jacob Williams missed about uh, – he missed so many tackles. He, he would have had – G, 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 this was not the name I was telling you to say now. Now, you know, oh, when I said oh, say a name, oh, I, I wasn't talking about my guy. But oh. you, you didn't take it there, and, and and I think that this is a good point because I do want to hear about it because I haven't been able to catch every single TSU game, and I did think that some of the stats lended him to being in certain conversations. So let's 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 talk about Jacob Williams, he's right? A linebacker. He's a linebacker. With I think it was eighteen point five tackles for loss, bro. That's insane at linebacker. And I felt like he deserved to be in more conversations about this. But guess what? We ain't winning. <laughs> it's nothing to talk about. I'm, that's just how the black, not just black colleges. But that's just how most colleges work. Your best team needs to be represented. All right. So put it like this, right? Imagine <laughs> eleven and zero team, pretty much. Well, mm-hmm. they. Were- Pretty much uh, the South Florida game, they should have won. I ain't gonna get into all that, but okay. pretty much undefeated FCS team, un- undefeated within the FCS, whatever. So we call it like that team. As a team, they're eleven and zero, but they don't have a player that's the best at the, at their position all throughout the roster. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Let's see. Can you argue that Musa is not the best quarterback in the SWAC this year? Can you argue that? It's could someone say Aaron Allen? Can you? I don't know. That's up. That's up for y'all to debate. I'm just saying it, it needs to. It, it's tough. You can't. There's no way that the swag was gonna go without. If there's like a shadow of a doubt, 
We're just going to give it to the guy on the best team. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, people might – Bubba had way better stats. That's it, Major. Mm-hmm. But there was like – there was still that, okay, that winning component that it was still – that's still lingering. It's like, okay, if we give it to – if we give it to Bubba – and we, eh, we, that means we definitely got to give it to somebody else <laughs> for the offensive side. And we definitely got to make sure we give it to, to head coach to uh, Willie. So I just think just looking at the trends, just, it, it just don't, people don't, don't harp too hard on it. End of the day, it's okay. The guy, the guy that didn't win defensive player of the year, Bubba, I'm sorry, brother, but you went first team all swag. What was it two years in a row? Mm-hmm. I get it. Not, it's not, mm-hmm. not ideal. But just keep doing what you're doing. And I think he come back for another year. So that's good for him. So, I can't stop harping on it, but I will in a second. As we continue, I want to point out what my, to me, is the mm-hmm. difference between Isaiah Major and his mm-hmm. defensive player of the year versus Jeremy Musa and his offensive player of the year. And you doggone right, it's time for me to put my TSU hat on as we continue with Locked On HBCU. <laughs> Today's episode of Locked on HBCU is brought to you by Prize Picks. And Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. I've been terrible at fantasy this year. My friend was on the phone, what, last night just making fun of me for how bad I was at fantasy. I'm not good with competing against other people. Let me know what I'm going to tell you what I think these players can do. Right? Zion Williamson, over or more or less than 25 and a half. Riddle me that, Batman. Zion Williamson, more or less than 25 and a half. Um, Brandon Ingram, more or less than three and a half um, assists. As you can tell, my mind is straight Pelicans. That's the first thing my mind goes to. The first thing your mind needs to go to is prize picks, specifically prizepicks.com slash locked on college. And when you get there, use the code locked on college. You have to use the code locked on college, and your first deposit will be matched up to $100. And that's wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU. I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day, making all the way to segment three. And I thank you two times for that. I got my guy, Coach G, with me, man. I'm telling y'all, it feel good. It feel good. I'm going to have to find reasons to keep running it back, running it back until next season comes up again. But I want to illustrate to me the difference between Jeremy Moose and Isaiah Major. Now, some will say that I'm biased. Whatever. I don't believe so. I will admit when I am, and this is not one of those times. To me, Musa, or excuse me, Major, was great. You can look at Major and say, oh, that's a great player at multiple times during the season. Oh, yeah, he's really good. He might not have had the stats as others, but you did feel like, oh, this is a really good player. When I watched Musa, I didn't walk away with that. So when I watched Musa multiple times and I felt as if, hey, man, this guy, he's inconsistent. He's not doing it for me in multiple moments. People asking for him to be benched. I think that was the difference between Major and Musa as a player. So that's why I was okay with Major getting that team success bump. And then and then I wasn't okay with Musa. And I'll add this one last thing for you before you, you know, jump in. I thought that Ladarius Owens, who I think was the rightful winner, he had a great season. I mean, nationally ranked. And I think when you have that compared to what Musa did, I think that was enough to close the success gap 
a drastic individual difference and a drastic team difference in an individual award. I'm giving it to the drastic individual difference. What is your response? <laughs> I'm, I'm in a, I'm definitely in the, the, uh, minority with you. And I'm not, I have no bias. I, I mean, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a grambling fan personally. But right. Yeah. No, no, we don't, we don't went through this. Yeah. Everybody know, but you know, I love chance Williams. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I think he's really good. I think both of the running backs are really good. Oh yeah. Him and chalk dynamic. Love them. Mm -hmm. What Owens did this year versus what everybody would say pretty much are the top defenses in black college for the most part. You know, I'll say people like Jackson State's defense, Southern's defense, FAMU's defense. And guess he kind of cooked them all. Rather, <laughs> I think he probably averaged about 100 yards, 180 yards a game between those three games. The kid. Shout out, to, shout out to the Rattlers because I was there. I was there. I, I saw the difference, right? Like I saw the first half versus second half. Yes, there was a difference. No one gave Texas. It's Southern a situational. A it's situational. It's completely. But yes, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll get into that. You know, we'll get into that uh, off air when we talk about the first half versus second half of TSU FAMU. Because I know that's what Rattlers are waiting to come in and say when they when they <laughs> when they hear that Ladarius Owens had a good game against him. It was just the first half. He didn't do anything in the second half. I think there's a little bit more context that needs to be used for that argument. But I see what they're saying because I was literally there for the game. But hey, you only when you only think smoking. I mean, that's when you're all you got. <laughs> there's no, uh, there's no three-headed monster. <laughs> so there's this, this little five-nine, hundred eighty-pound running back just running through everybody. He ran through Alcorn. <laughs> he ran through Alcorn, Southern, and Fam. So pretty much, people would say those are the out of the top five. Those are like top three defenses in black college football. So let's say the top three for me, FAMU. Let's say Alabama State and uh, Morgan, the top three. You'll throw Alcorn and Southern in there, too. Mm -hmm. And he smoked three out of the top five. Like, that was good. He All was, the ones he could, too. He played well. You can't Mind you, that. he didn't play Morgan or Alabama State. He didn't have a chance to do it to them. No, he didn't. I, so I, everyone I, that he played at that top five. Mm -hmm. And credit to Texas Southern offensive line. You know, Jack Nass yeah. and them boys, they – they did what they had to do too. Now there were times where you see, you know, Darius had to had to get out the mud a couple times, literally. But he definitely showed that he was the most dynamic guy with the ball in his hand, maybe outside of Marcus Riley, who I would have put personally. I would have Marcus Marcus Riley is the best offensive player on Family's team. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. love Marcus Riley. I think he had the shot to. I would have give if you want to give it to anybody for Fam, you just based on impact that being dynamic you gotta give it to him but mostly most of the time it's a quarterback award unless the running back does something phenomenal and i guess averaging almost 180 yards a game versus the top defenses in the conference is not enough so i guess not hey listen, I guess not. it's so listen it happens dog it's cool yeah. i get it you know what i mean yeah um I, that's why you know i will say shout out to the ciaa because isaiah freeman our quarterback you know we were only one four games but we got player of the year because guess what? It was just night and day. Anybody like it was? It wasn't even close. The second guy, so that makes sense. You know what I mean? If there was like if like the quarterback, I don't know. Say if Jada went for maybe like sixteen, eighteen hundred, something like that. Okay, there's easy years, but what Zay was able to do, and you know Jada having good stats, but not 
you know, out of this world. I was like, okay, yeah, they're the best team, but eh, let's give it to the quarterback at Lincoln that literally was doing his thing for the most part of the whole year. So, and that's what I felt like this was, but I get it. Positional value also made a difference because one's a quarterback and one's a running back. You saw, you saw that, you, you know, uh, folks about to be mad about the MIAC. Has it came out? Yep. <laughs> I told people. I so said, for the record, y'all, we are, we're recording this on Tuesday. This isn't going to come out Wednesday morning or anything, but this came out. Kenny Gallup won. And I told people, don't you, don't be shocked if they give it to the best defensive player on the team going to the, to the celebration bowl. I said it between Eric Hunter and Kenny Gallup. That was it. And mm-hmm. I I I think Kenny Gallup is deserving, but I would have loved to give that to Eric Hunter. Right. However, I told people, don't be shocked if they give it to Kenny Gallup because he's on the best yeah. defense on the oh, he's on the best not the best thing, but he's on the he's on he's on the defense at one that's going to the uh celebration bowl. I'm just yeah. calling it. But not to take anything away from Kenny G, because Kenny G. He has improved immensely on defense this year. Still a solid run defender. His coverage skills just oh it, he I mean he's playing man, off man, press man, 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 man. He's oh he's he plays he's like deep third. Like he's in court. Like this kid this kid has this kid has blown me away with his ability to cover this year. Yeah. Blown me away. So like he's I can see I can see why. I'm not mad at it. Both players are deserving, but mm-hmm. trust me, the same way Alabama State was trying to make Isaiah Major feel bad, I wouldn't be shocked if Morgan tried, Morgan fans, well, whatever little group of Morgan fans on Twitter, try to come together and try to just just wreck shop. But and this is coming from a man whose father is a Morgan State <laughs> Hall of Famer. Like this, like I, I want y'all to realize this is as impartial. Like sometimes you got to take away allegiances and things. That's how you know how true he feels about this. If he was going to be biased, it would be towards Morgan State and Virginia Union. Like if you were going to do that, yeah. I mean, I listen, but that thing that's why people rock with me because they know. Mm-hmm. I, listen, I'll pick against Union. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't think they're gonna mm-hmm. win. I don't think they're gonna win. <laughs> you know, so. It's yep. a, but that's why you know I, when I go places, you know, it's usually love because they like you know they use. You said we weren't gonna be there. I'm like, yeah, I did. But you know, y'all do y'all thing. We good though. You know, it's all love. So that's I don't know. That's just I always feel like just be forthcoming. Life's yeah. a little easier. But yeah, congrats, Kenny G. You deserved it, my congrats brother. Did, did Richard win offensive player of the year? Of course he did. <laughs> and that feels like that that dismissal. I feel like we gotta go ahead and rock and go ahead and get up out of here, man. But I appreciate you <laughs> sincerely. Um I got a couple more questions. I don't know if I'll do it on on after we get out of here or we'll come back on here to talk about the transfer portal. I, I don't know, but we'll get into it at some point. But I appreciate y'all for making this your first listen of the day every day. In case you forgot, make sure you follow my guy, Gerald Huggins, on X, social media, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, at Coach underscore Huggins Jr. That's J-R, uh, Coach underscore Huggins Jr. on Twitter. I'm going to still call it Twitter, but. In the meantime, in between time, we'll be back next week because this is probably going to drop on Friday. Let's go ahead and jump in right here. So this is not going to be our Friday episode. Instead, today is Thursday. It's airing clearly. You see that that's not the truth. But on tomorrow's episode, we'll have former Bowie State defense alignment and current Washington commander Joshua Pryor on the show. 
to not only detail one of the cooler initiatives that you're going to see in the NFL, which is the Washington Commanders, HBCU Night Out. Only a few teams have HBCU Nights. But then also let's talk about his story, going to Bowie State, his time at Bowie State, and then also his time from Bowie State to Washington. It's all important, so we'll look at that on our first feature Friday of the winter. So until next time we hear each other, family, take care, stay blessed. Hey.